A little over 623 years ago, died in this place, on the eve of the Annunciation, Walter Hilton. He had been a canon lawyer, trained at Cambridge, and abandoned the hustle and bustle of the courts with their opportunities for advancement to become a hermit. Hermits were the counter parts to anchoresses. Now, hermits would often travel from place to place, while anchoresses or anchorites would often remain in one place, attached to a church. An anchoress of some fame in Hilton's time, and even greater fame in our time, was Julian of Norwich. How many of you heard of her? Raise your hands. Just about everyone, of course. Now, Hermits and anchoresses usually were not monks or nuns. They lived alone, not in community. Why would anyone want to become a hermit? What was the attraction for Hilton? Was he sick of the long hours? Sick of the traffic? Sick of the paperwork? As a canon lawyer, he would have spent a lot of time paging and penning through parchments. But actually, the witness of his life points to another reason, another motivation behind his abandoning a very promising career. And Psalm 63, which is often appointed for the Feast of Hilton, gives voice to his reason and his desire. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Ah, the joys of being a hermit. Silence. Solitude. TV dinners giving spiritual counsel. In the 14th century England, people regularly sought out hermits like Richard Rohl or anchoresses like Julian of Norwich for spiritual advice. And yet the canon lawyers moved to abandon the courts for the simplicity of a life-seeking God stumbled. Being a hermit was not sorting out for him. And so he came here to Thurgoton and joined the community of Augustinian canons, whose life was anchored in the daily round of worship here in the Priory Church. Now, parts of the church are certainly later than the 14th century, but parts go back to that time. And so we, you and I are united to Hilton by place, by prayer, and by the power of the sacrament that we will share. Many scholars believe that it was here in Thurgoton that Hilton finished his most influential work, The Ladder of Perfection. Anyone read The Ladder of Perfection parts of it? Or The Scale of Perfection? That's good. <laughs> Father Martin Thornton, in his classic book, English Spirituality, has this to say, quote, The scale is an aim, a summa, of the whole spiritual life, and an attempt to give its outline 
in its degrees and duties. End of quote. So this work, along with Hilton's other major book, most well-known, The Mixed Life, had enormous influence beyond this little village. Mother Julian Gada, who's a medieval scholar, has this to say about Hilton and his influence. In the late 14th and 15th centuries, there was in England no more highly esteemed devotional writer than Walter Hilton. So I wonder why? Why was that? Why did monks and nuns and hermits and anchorites and ordinary lay people, those who could read, women and men, why did they pour over his writings? Were they bored? Were they interested in very obscure states of prayer? Were they longing for the green fields of Nottinghamshire? Probably not in most cases. Again, their motivation was God. Again, Psalm 63. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Have you ever sought God? Have you ever felt a soul thirst for more? Hilton urges you on toward the spiritual Jerusalem. Hilton urges you to add kindling to the fire of your faith. Now, in addition to being very English and very sensible and very practical, and with great insight into the spiritual life, one of the reasons scholars think that Hilton was so popular in his time was that he gave attention to Christians outside the monastery and the potential they could have for living a life of devotion to God. A life with family, with duties, with responsibilities to the wider world. This is your situation, isn't it? And thinking about that kind of Christian life, Hilton writes this, When you have for a season been outwardly busy, break off and revert to your prayers and devotions. He envisions a mixed life, a life of active commitment and a life seeking God in prayer. Not just active, not just contemplative, but both. A mixed life life. And now for a joke, which, you know, it's an American joke, so I have no idea how it will go. (laughs) So a surgeon walks into his heart transplant patient's room, and he says, now I have very good news. Uh, It's very unusual. We have two donors for you to choose from for your new heart. Well, the patient's very pleased at this. He says, well, what were their jobs? Well, one was a teacher, and one was an accountant. And the patient says, well, I'll have the accountant's heart. I want one that's never been used. (laughs) (laughs) Hilton's spirituality is concerned with the heart without being excessively emotional. Hilton's spirituality is concerned with the mind without being excessively intellectual. 
Hilton's spirituality is rigorous, but not rigid. In that vein, he writes this. For with regard to your bodily nature, it is good to use discretion in eating, drinking, and sleeping, and in every kind of prayer, breaking off sometimes, for moderation is best. For with regard to your bodily nature, it is good to use discretion in eating, drinking, and sleeping, and in every kind of prayer, breaking off sometimes, for moderation is best. Your participation in this pilgrimage is a participation in a great tradition millions of Christians have participated in for centuries. And this trip that we're about to take, many of us, was no doubt made by Hilton on a number of occasions that he himself walked up from the Priory Church here to the minister. But it's also a participation, you are participating, in the life and witness of Walter Hilton. And actually, his legacy is really yours. You really have a special place and a special responsibility to steward and to nurture that legacy and witness for the sake of the gospel in these lands of Hilton and for the sake of the gospel in the wider world. But most of all, participate in the pursuit of God. Pursue soul-thirst-quenching prayer in all of its forms. Tend to your active life, attend to your life of prayer. For as Hilton said, for prayer is nothing but a desire of the heart rising into God. For prayer is nothing but a desire of the heart rising into God. By the power of the Spirit, may that desire grow in you and in me. And may the fires of our faith burn bright with supernatural love. Amen.